binoculars, what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. Which name, which name? I'm Alan, today. I'm Alex. And I'm... Great to have you back. <laughs> right? Did I say I, that right? Let me let me do it again. I hope my pronunciation is correct. Uh, it was a little off, but I'll forgive uh, you. I'll work on it. So it'll, it'll be good next week, I promise. I, I'm gonna I'm starting with something very near and dear to my heart. Oh boy. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia article for Pepsi Blue. <laughs> I like this new podcast format. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Pepsi Blue never actually went away. Some say they live among us. The old don't call it a comeback, baby. This is lost carbonation. Uh, so Pepsi Blue is Blue Pepsi. It's a berry flavor, but they never specify what berry. Can you deduce? What's Pepsi Berry? <laughs> Obviously. Oh. It was originally launched mid-2002. Uh, my history with it is it. they had it in the vending machines when I was in middle school. in At Joe Walker Middle School in uh, Quartz Hill, California. Named after the test pilot. Joe Walker. Wow. Quick question. Did he live? I think for a while, Well, his yeah. name's not Joe Flyer, let me tell you. <laughs> when I went to Joe Walker Middle School, uh, they had it in the vending machines, and I fell in love with it in its cool 2002 packaging. <laughs> and then when the summer hit, I would go to the pool, the public pool every day, at Lane Park, named uh, after me. Uh, the famous test pilot, Garrett Lane. <laughs> God, I wish. He did not live past the first mission. Well, naturally, no. his last name is Lane, as there's a, Lane Down. There's a reason <laughs> I'm like laying in the ground. There's a reason my name is Dead Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know this. We're doing this exclusively through an obsidian mirror. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so I, I would go to the, the public pool when it opens and leave when it closes. I was so blood red from sunburn that I'm surprised my body isn't made of skin cancer. Uh, but I'd swing by an AMPM after after swimming and pick up a nice, cool, refreshing, mystery buried flavor Pepsi Blue. <laughs> and then when I had one for the first time in a few days ago, I just flashbacked to the good times of middle school when my dad was never home and I just went to the pool every day. <laughs> and you can do that now by getting a nice, refreshing Pepsi Blue from a one specific Seven Eleven in town because I've checked the other ones. Yeah, that's weird. I know. So, the actual history of this is it was discontinued in 2004. Oh. But it remained available in the Philippines. Wow. Wow. Okay. Like, just like Gary Glitter. Also, like, they made it. The flavor is the result of a taste testing over 100 flavors over a nine-month period. What are the other 99 (laughs) flavors? I don't know. They're Pepsis that never were. Wow. Uh, but it was also, it came out to, like, be a companion drink to uh, Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's weird. All right? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the flavor of Pepsi Blue was described by Pepsi only as, quote, berry, and described by drinkers as a blueberries or raspberry, or similar to cotton candy with a berry-like aftertaste. Mm. <laughs> uh, it was tinted using blue number one, a highly controversial coloring agent banned in numerous countries at the time. At the time. Yeah. How about now? Hmm. Which one is it? It's like blue 11 is the one that gets stuck in your brain, right? <laughs> Maybe it's this one. Yeah, I'm, I haven't never been able to stop thinking of Pepsi Blue, so. Yeah, I guess so. 
Uh, although heavily promoted by <laughs> PepsiCo. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like you can aneurysm? It dyes no, your there's, brain blue. no, there's there's a dye that it like it permeates like the the uh, like the fatty layer in your brain. Cool. That it's like one of the only things that does that for some reason. Like most things are kept out by it. Although heavily promoted by PepsiCo, including advertisements by pop singer Britney Spears what? and the bands Sev and Papa Roach. Oh my god. As well as in the movies the Italian Job, and Garfield, the movie. <laughs> yeah, they really went hard on that one in 2003. Yeah. Uh, it was widely seen as a commercial flop as sales remained low. Just like Garfield and the Italian Job. <laughs> well, I, I like to think of Garfield as the Italian Job. Uh, out of those two movies, I've only seen one of them. And I'm going to let you know it, it is not Garfield. I was going to say, I know it's not Garfield. <laughs> I only thing I remember about the Italian job is them driving Mini Coopers through a mansion. Yes. Somehow this has come up before. And yeah. in a sewer. I don't remember that part. I'm that's sure it the only, that's the only part I remember is driving in the sewer. Uh, Pepsi Blue was promoted after New York uh, New York Mets games during the summer of 2002, where the color blue was one of the symbol- uh, symbolic colors of the ball club. Symbolic. Get it? Uh, it's a pun. <laughs> oh. Other promotions including handing out free bottles from a Pepsi Blue themed VW New Beetle <laughs> at popular shopping centers around the country. Oh my god. That is a very early 2000s yeah. thing. Jolt, uh, Jolt Cola makes a similar beverage called Jolt Blue CX2. What is the CX2? <laughs> but it's like the scientific designation for a it. A blue raspberry. What? Okay, a blue raspberry soda in a battery shaped metal can. Wow. Okay. Now, is this the one that gets stuck in your brain? I was going to say that. See, <laughs> Blue Dye CX2. I don't know who Adam Vinatieri is, other than it says he's a New England in, in New England Patriots kicker uh, who helped the Patriots win the Super Bowl in 2002. He endorsed Pepsi Blue. Wow. Okay. In Manila, Philippines, Pepsi Blue was sold for a limited time in late 2002 to, co- to commemorate the championship of the Ateneo Blue Eagles in the UAAP, which is the University Athletics Association of the Philippines. Oh, okay. Uh, like doesn't state what sport or... All of them. Almost Every certainly sport. football. It's either that or it's going to be like a Basketball. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, in 2011, Pepsi released Pepsi Blue in Metro Manila, Philippines as Pepsi Pinas. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's P I N A S. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like it sounds. After the Pepsi Pinas was successful, it became a permanent product and renamed as Pepsi Blue. It is rare in bottles and cans, but common as a fountain drink at Pepsi or at uh, Philippine 7 Eleven outlets. Hmm. Wow. Okay. In India, Pepsi Blue was launched during the 2003 Cricket World Cup as a gesture to support the Indian cricket team, the Cricketeers wore blue jerseys wow that is a great name for a team though by the way indian cricket team yeah you're just the cricketeers uh no the cricketeers are the people who play the sport i'm gonna click indian cricket team to see what uh okay in the india (laughs) india men's national cricket team also known as team india or men in blue whoa Whoa, the other mbs wow (laughs) and that is it for pepsi blue corner wow I wonder I like what my the, plug the this Pepsi week is going to be. Pepsi Blue Corner. Well, I think, obviously, the men in blue. <laughs> You're right. My plug today will be Mountain Dew Code Red. No. <laughs> oh, bait and switch. What a swerve. We have a message 
from the Mokeli Mabembag that yeah. we read part of earlier. We do. We're reading the rest of the one that we read a few weeks ago. Because uh, every other one before this is now officially up on in the feed as a Bill of Chronicles episode. Which makes this number eight. Wow, okay. Whenever you're ready, Shefton. Okay. I awoke after my wedding and the celebration of festivities and knew my next journey. I would pursue the controversial atmospheric beasts. Where does one begin? <laughs> First, I knew that I would not be able to make contact from any places I have ever been before. I would climb the tallest peaks and seek to speak with the great beasts of cloud. The first peak I scaled was Mount Washington. As I arrived in the great north woods of New Hampshire, I was in awe of the density of the woodland. This was contrasted as I reached the midway point on my, of my mountain climb. I avoided the trails and spent many hours just hiding amongst the rocks and the frequent groups of, uh, from the frequent groups of hikers. Once I had finished my ascent under cover of darkness, I waited upon the mound of rocks, clustering the peak. For many hours, I called the clouds passing mere feet above my head. There was no response. As I descended in disappointment... Hey, you! Fucking clouds! <laughs> right. I spied I know a you can tree. hear me, you mildewy blanket! You there, cloud. And they just kept going. Um, <laughs> I spied a small trail map lost by some hiker. It named a place as Lake of the Clouds. Perhaps they bathe and socialize in such a place. I made my way swiftly down the opposite side of my ascent to this mystical lake. As I laid my eyes on the lake, my breath was caught by what I saw. The lake had no water, but was a bowl of rock filled with cloud. I scurried down the steep slope as quickly as possible. I made swift introductions to the clouds and asked to interview them. There was only silence, and the cutting wind drove the clouds to swirl and writhe. I waded through and under the clouds of the lake, searching for any sign of a cloud with sentience. Nothing. Following this failed expedition, I made my way back to Alaska to climb Denali. I was lucky to once again be welcomed by Bigfoot when I reached Oregon. He introduced me to his squatchlings, and we feasted by the fire. At dawn, he led me to a kayak he had uh, made and pointed me to a star that would lead me towards the Alaskan coast. I set off with a pouch of pemmican made with smoked salmon, honey, red berries, and dried moss. I paddled all day. That and sounds so fucking delicious. Every time I hear pemmican, I just think tobacco, and it's just like, hmm, smoking some honey and dried moss. Give me that. <laughs> fucking screw Lumbus bread. <laughs> I'll not hear another word against Lumbus bread. Thank you. I mean, gross. It, it's I, just Middle Earth fucking calorie, mate. Uh, it is. It's just, it's <laughs> elven hardtack. <laughs> but it's just mythical. Isn't all medieval food just dry, horrible calorie, mate? <laughs> yeah. It is either that or undercooked chicken served by hand. It's one of the two where there's no in-between. I'm in my medium-rare chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced food wasn't good until like 100 years ago. That's when people started stepping it up. Food wasn't good until England conquered the world for spices and then didn't use them. Exactly. They were like, ooh, no, too much. Everybody else, you guys can have these back. And they were like, good, we'll use them. We appreciate them finally. Okay. I paddled all day, and as night fell, I caught sight once more of the star and made my way towards the coast. I spent days at sea until spotting a lighthouse one night. I traveled overland and searched for signs of a kushtaka who might provide me with guidance. No such sighting was made. I knew that I was far, far south of where I had set, where I had first found them. Once again, I climbed and searched amongst the clouds without luck. I made my way south to search the abandoned imperial metropolis of Machu Picchu. Perhaps there some ancient priests of nature worship 
uh, worshipping people spoke to the giants of the skies. No such giants would speak to me. The same silence was found after I stowed away aboard a sea liner to South Africa. Many hot days were spent hiking towards Kilimanjaro. The plateau was beautiful, and the sun lit the plains below gold. The moon bathed the world in silver. No atmospheric beasts brought music to the stage. I made one last desperate bid. I traveled to Nepal and made contact with the distant cousins of my people, Tondachon. My guide was a spiny Tondachon man who clumped fur named Ying Chen. I believe that was his name. Our languages are similar, but separated by generations of only sparse contact. Their naming conventions elude me. NC was what I called him, and he nodded approval. Unfortunately, it is a near-impossible ascent to make hidden. However, I recommitted myself when they told me a story of singing clouds on Everest. After a few days of preparation, we had thick furs and clever disguises as packs of goods. We hid ourselves in the pouches of large pack animals and leapt caravan to caravan for days as we found our way higher and higher through the mountains. It was slow going with the lumbering beasts and remaining hidden. The thick furry disguises and the beasts of burden kept us warm, though. We spent weeks circling the mountain and its nearby sisters. We hiked above and below and through as many clouds as we could find. One night we heard it, a song on the wind. The time had come. I rushed through the stony landscape, slipping and sliding as stones moved beneath me. I saw a cloud lit by the light of the moon from where the singing came. I made my way. The time had come after months of searching. I reached the cloud. The song had not ended. I made my way inside the cloud itself to explore what made these creatures unique among clouds. Then I heard it. The singing was coming from further than I thought. I followed to reach, I followed to reach the face of this atmospheric beast. I broke through the thick fog of the cloud. The song had been coming from formation of rocks the wind blew through. This was no self-aware being of atmospheric matter. It was just a cloud. My friends, I spent six months scouring the planet. There is only one thing to conclude from this search of our wonderful world. In all of its mysteries and hidden beauties, there is no such thing as atmospheric beasts. Perhaps, if they ever were real, they made a poor decision to fight a losing war against the hippos. I can only imagine that any such creatures, if they ever had existed, would be hubristic enough to choose a fight they would clearly lose. Billop, Level 6 Field Correspondent, Editor-in-Chief of Loveland Times, for Featured Creatures Podcast. Well, thank you for telling us, Philip. Irrefutable, hard proof that they do not exist. Yes. Yeah. Take that, uh, Matt. Above, so below, no beasts anywhere. <laughs> so above, so below. However, though, I'm going to make a thing. If they really did all get wiped out by hippos, I do like them now. Because <laughs> well, they're, they're the underdogs. Well, no, I like that they just went, no, we're going to do it. And they lost. <laughs> I, I stand for that. Yeah, they but they're still William Wallace. Avarice. Well, yes. That, that's, right. that doesn't go away. I guess let's get to today's featured creature. Oh, the yeah. atmospheric bees. Ah. No, no, it actually relates to this fun trip I took before COVID happened. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the, I went to this convention. It was it was uh, it was really smelly, and then it was great because in the, in I the parking know. garage, yeah, exactly. I, can, I, mean, I never know when it's like a real thing that happened or if he's like doing a bad setup. I'm still not sure. Well, I'll tell you this: point. this makes it very real. Is uh, it was great because we went to the parking garage, and I don't have a car, as you know that, but you know all the cars were on fire. So, <laughs> I so can't do this. That's just, that's your life. I stole Garrett's life. I plagiarized it. Today's featured creature, long time coming, <laughs> the Bonacon. Okay, thank God. I AKA, did go to Bonacon though. I do love going to Bonacon every year. AKA Bonassus. 
aka Bonacho. <laughs> okay. The Bonacon is a myth that. <laughs> is this one of the other guys on Bonanza? The Bonacon is a mythical bull like beast with the mane of a horse and horns that spiral inward towards the top of its head. His suicidal oh, no. horns. I almost knocked my goldfish over. And that was some spider sense on that almost grab for that. You were ready. <laughs> I'm used to Let me tell you what, listeners, he was he was ready to grab those those goldfish. They are flavor blasted. It's the snack that smiles back. Going back to two thousand two, Spider Man he goes shoo, 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 Exactly it on the tray. Yeah. Usually depicted in <laughs> Usually de- Wow. <laughs> it's okay, it's old English. Usually it is depicted with fur as reddish-brown or black. The Bonacon's curved horns are not effective for defending itself against hunters. <laughs> However, the Bonacon has another weapon. And if you've been a Bonacon, you know this one. Well, you know. You know the call and response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when pursued, the beast expels its dung, which travels a great distance, as much as two acres. <laughs> And burns everything it touches. Oh my goodness. So wait. Napalm. So me stealing your life about the guy who lit the cars on fire is true. Yeah. That was Bonassus. (laughs) That's why he's banned from Bonacon. Yeah. Uh, The first known description of the Bonacon comes from Pliny the Elder's Naturalis Historia. (laughs) Well, so you know it's true. Well, I'm going to let it be true for this one because all those cars were on fire. You told me. There are reports of a wild animal in Paonia called the Bonassus, which has the mane of a horse, but in all other aspects resembles a bull. Its its horns are curved back in such a manner as to be of no use to fighting, and it is said that because of this, it saves itself by running away, meanwhile emitting a trail of dung that sometimes covers a distance as much as three furlongs, 604 meters, Contact with which scorches pursuers like a sort of fire. You just imagine, you're like, there it is, get it! Ah! Immediately covered in flaming poop. Lava feces. And now here's a third description of it that is exactly the same as the other two, just with different wording. Ah. Third from, favorite. Same from as the first. the Aberdeen to Bistiary. Mm. In Asia, an animal is found which men call Bonacon. It has the head of a bull, and therefore its whole body is the size of a bull's. <laughs> With the maned neck of a horse, its horns are convoluted, c- curling back on themselves in such a way that anyone, in such a way that if anyone comes up against it, he is not harmed. <laughs> but with the protection, but the protection which its forehead denies, this monster is furnished by its bowels. <laughs> For when it turns to flee, it discharges fumes from the. Ex- it discharges fumes from the excrement of its belly over a distance of three acres, the heat of which sets fire to anything it touches. In this way, it drives off its pursuer with its harmful excrement. <laughs> That's <laughs> lethal. <laughs> and I have one last fact about it. All right. The Tarasque is said to be the offspring of the biblical Leviathan and the Bonacon. Well, okay, so the Leviathan and the Bonacon bang Bones and down. make the Tarasque. Yes. Makes sense, honestly. It's got to be able to survive all the, the acidic diarrhea. And that is literally everything on the Bonacon. <laughs> yeah, I love that those three descriptions are like, if good Google Translate just disped, like sped out the thing. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think its pivot speed is? Uh, I think it does not have one. 
You think he does? Okay. I think it charges in a straight line, just ass blasting. <laughs> it just, and it just like loops around slowly. No, it runs in a straight line. It's like a <laughs> it just crab. It's not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because see, I'm, I'm thinking the opposite, that it's just like deja vu for nonstop. <laughs> that it just goes and just, whoosh, just whips it around. Well, that would like, also be a bad pivot speed. Deja vu. Wait, I mean, if it's a pivot speed, well. I mean, because, like, I would think, I guess, like, if a lower number is worse. A quick pivot speed would be, like, a, a instant 180 degree, like, a 90 degree turn. Well, okay, I guess it's not it's not that good in that it immediately, be, you know, changes cardinal directions. <laughs> but it is so good as to be useful as to, like, just sprinkler its, uh, you know, lava bowels at people. So mm. it just, like, flips over and does the breakdance spin? And then that would be too its- powerful. Yeah, somehow okay. humankind has to survive, Alan. All right. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, right so we are here. We did get here somehow. <laughs> Clearly, I, it couldn't have done that. I do like that it's, like, an Aqua Teen Hunger Force character, which means we've been stupid forever. Yep. <laughs> that is true. Just imagine this thing. Can it be like, a hippo? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, and, and, and a shitting contest, I think. <laughs> it, everything. Maybe a hippo is like the historical. Maybe. Because oh, they do go. have the, 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 the sprinkler ass. Spray yes. the, yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah, so we all agree Bonacon kills a hippo. And Unless hippos, it is the hippo. I mean, hippos are often regarded as just being like deformed horses. Yeah. So yeah. It, like, Plug emendations? Wow, man. Uh, <laughs> Really, really crept up on me there. Yeah, there's Hold nothing on. on the Bonacon. Man. I honestly, for there being like a museum exhibit about it, expected there to be more. Yeah. You like stories of like, you know, is somebody, somebody fighting one or something. Yeah, every story is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Repeated. It's just like, yeah, it just does this. It's horns suck and it poops on people. The end. Yeah. For three acres. It, for upwards of 650 meters. Is that what it said? It's uh, three six hundred and four meters. Yeah, yeah that, holy moly! No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what my plug is yet. Yeah, Garrett, you go first because you know what yours is. Pepsi Blue. Also, the original Gundam series, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, was compiled into three movies that are a little bit different than the show itself, and uh, those movies are going to be on Netflix within a week. So, if you want to watch the entire. 50 or 49 episode series of Mobile Suit Gundam, but don't want to watch 49 episodes of a thing, you can watch three movies. Oh, and that Pepsi is what I Blue. Okay, I know what I want to plug. Um, it, some of our some of our listeners will no doubt already have seen this. Garrett, I know you hate Video Game Donkey for some uh, reason. It's, um, I, you know the reason. I've said it so many I, times. I mean, I don't know what the reason is. You, you know what the worst way to experience something is? I do. I do. Through the fucking head, yes, through the, the headphones the, on a Skype call where one of your friends is watching it and cackling like a madman. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, I, it's I like almost lemon grab unacceptable. It, I, I know. Because that, that is the other thing that often came through that. Yeah. <laughs> Play in league and just hear, oh, just oh through the thing. Well, yeah, terrible. Make that your text tone. Yeah, terrible. Anywho. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> um, he uh, has like a very short review of a French film by the name of Playtime. And it's actually a really good review. Uh, it's just interesting to, to uh, watch and listen to. It's not obnoxious at all. I recommend it. So, you know, I guess it's a, vaguely a plug for Video Game Donkey because he's just kind of funny. But also... For his review of the film Playtime. Check it out. All right. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, and uh, but it's the 2018 album Dissolvey by Steve Halshilt, I think. I think it's pretty cool. Dissolvey, it's called? Yeah, it's like um, very minimal synthy post-techno, they say. Minimal techno, but I'm into it. I'm surprised I was not too enamored, but this is pretty cool. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Okay, well, no. Garrett talks. I think I'm misquoting. So, so the convention you went to, you went to the parking garage and all the cars were on fire. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't oh. the parking garage. It was. It was like the outdoor like parking <laughs> oh, lot. You know, it was a. Uh, it was at ALA few two three years ago. Four years ago. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. For the first one that was in what? Ontario. No, because this happened when we did the podcast. Yeah. We've been doing no. this for four years? No, we've no, been doing it for three years. No, but it was like the year before that. It was like the yeah. year before we started. You yeah. guys had just come back from it. We Okay, so we started this in April. Yes. The January before the April uh-huh. is when that when convention this, okay. happened. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, 3.9 years ago. Yeah, like three and a change. Yeah. But four years for the convention. Got it. Um. Yeah, no, uh, it was just a crazy party convention, and someone lit a car on fire in the hotel parking lot. The Bonassas. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I just need to make yeah, sure I was that, plagiarizing your life correctly for my bit. Yeah. You weren't, but it's okay. <laughs> well, that's comedy, right? It, for me, it was like so a, unrecognizable. I think I have a picture of someone that was like, they got picked up by the ambulance. Like, oh, no. I just have them passed out in the uh, Oh, the like lobby. in the downstairs bathroom? Yeah, no, the lobby. In oh, the middle man. of the lobby when they had a party in the middle of the lobby <laughs> of the hotel. Yep. Yeah, I remember getting back at like 1.30 and like a DJ was setting up. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, what? And now they're not ever going back to that convention center. Apparently not. Okay, cool. Let's... uh. Let's thank Jan, Jan Britton Owen for the use of our theme song. Say Love. giant Jan Britton Owen. Giant Jan Britton Owen. Wow. Okay. And hit us up on Twitter at Feacre, F-E-A-C-R-E. And go check out our Patreon. Do it. Give us a dollar and vote for things. Also, there's prizes. Prizes, prizes. We have prizes? Yeah. Can I get one? You have them. Oh. You are the prize. No, Alan. no, no, no. No one gets that. No, I'll give you a diploma, Alan. Oh, okay. Yeah, these prizes. And stickers. I got them. You're and right. And magnates. All right. I am the magnet magnate. And remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to fire two acres of flaming <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs>